0: episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet.
1: It is not the time, oh yeah, it's not the time for the time, and I did that so I could rhyme, that's not a crime, the Mullet Awards are next week, hey, hey, hey! Every time we do the nominations, I sing the song, and this is supposed to be that episode, but we had to postpone it. So I still did the song, even though people can tell from the uh, title of the episode that it's not the awards, it's the first movie of the year. Mm So, please feel free to interrupt me anytime you want. Oh,
0: no, no, no. Keep going, babe. You got this.
1: Also, halfway through that, I was going to remark how I just noticed you actually put that robe on you bought oh, today. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I'm going to wear it all the time now.
1: It just looks like you wrapped a blanket around yourself.
0: That's yeah, all that it does. You know, that's what a robe is. That's I why know. I never really needed a robe.
1: Yeah, you still didn't, or still don't, but because it was on clearance. And it was I on clearance.
0: It, it was a great deal. How could I not get that?
1: Mm-hmm. It is uh, January 6th. <laughs> didn't think about that out loud before I said it. Yeah. Uh, I uh, hope you didn't enjoy today. <laughs> uh, we enjoyed today, but because we didn't think about what day it was until today.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: if you're new here, we're married. We own a lot of movies. We talk about both those things. And uh, we hope that uh, you have a good time, like we do, when we're doing this. Uh, so yeah, so change of plans. Uh, this past week, for work, the first week of twenty twenty four was, for lack of a better word, it
0: was a fucking bitch.
1: Yeah, that's almost verbatim what I was gonna say. Uh, so we, Samantha, didn't have time to prepare her Mullet Award nominees. I You're I not work like it's on mine matter anyway. I know I work on mine literally throughout the year, um, because I'm a competitive asshole that likes to make sure that I'm prepared for things that are important to me and me alone.
0: Uh, yeah, no one else cares. Oh, I know.
1: So. I decided, uh, as we're about to talk here, in just a couple minutes. Uh, pretty much every night this week, all we did was just like watch movies. That's true. <laughs> um, so I kept, I was like decided to keep that going. Last night, Friday night, uh, when we were supposed to do our mullet award nominations uh, tonight or tomorrow. I was like you know what? Let's just knock out the first movie of the year. Let's do my birthday early. This is my birthday movie. Um, this is we watched uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for your birthday a couple weeks ago. We did on the podcast. I get to pick any movie I want to watch, and I picked Oppenheimer. So we're gonna be talking about that in great detail in a few moments. But prior to that, uh, some house cleaning stuff. So obviously that means that next week we'll be doing our nominations for the Melt Awards. Samantha will actually take the time. Uh, pretty much tomorrow when we're watching what? the Golden Globes to prepare for huh? the, the, your nominations.
0: Oh, I we're still doing yeah, we're it. We're still
1: doing it. Oh. I can just do it by my. If I can just do it by myself, I'd be fine with that. I'll just do all of them. No, I do everything already. So why not? You know,
0: it was my idea anyway.
1: Yeah, I know, and I took it and ran with it and made it a thing.
0: Story of your sex
1: tape. Very the story of my life. Uh, it being a new year. Means that Samantha and I completed our 2023 head-to-head board game competition that uh, we gave sporadic updates on throughout 2023, and I can announce that your boy came through. What was the final score? We need to give. I don't know. The final I deleted sc- it. You did not, <laughs> no, did you? I didn't. I was gonna say I'd be so mad at you. I think I ended up winning by, what, like 15, 16 points, something like that? Well,
0: I mean, there's a whole thing, because there's an unfinished game on the roster here.
1: What unfinished game? That
0: bamboozled game. We didn't start that game. It it made it on the list.
1: You wrote it down.
0: I wrote it down because we were getting ready to play it.
1: last night, Samantha basically needed to win, like, six games twice in a row to even compete, because I dominated her so much. Uh, The stakes for that... Contest where that the winner Stop
0: touch, put your hand on your side of the couch before I slap the shit out of you. The winner
1: of the contest got to pick any film franchise that we owned to watch in 2024. So, um, of course, next week we'll have on our, our Moller Awards yeah, because that's
0: what we needed in this new year—another set of multiple movies to watch.
1: Well, we have Top Gun coming up. We have Won't You Be My Neighbor? We have Guardians Volume Three. We have Fruitvale Station. Uh, I have chosen, so what's going to be starting basically right around our, 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 our dating anniversary... Oh, great. ...and Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. Which is appropriate because the most recent movie in this franchise came out around Valentine's uh-huh. Day two years yeah. ago. Yeah,
0: and it's the... Describes me for sticking around this long. We
1: will be watching the Jackass film franchise, all five Jackass movies. That, of course, is Jackass the Movie, Jackass Number 2, Jackass 3D... Jackass presents Bad Grandpa and Jackass Forever. Um, I
0: thought we had already watched Bad Grandpa.
1: No, we didn't watch Bad We were thinking of Dirty Grandpa with Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, yeah uh, this not. movie yeah, is to.
1: infinitely better <laughs> than Dirty Grandpa. Oh,
0: boy.
1: Uh, you have avoided the Jackass fi- uh, anything with me over the past uh, 17 years we've been together. And uh, I look forward to finally introducing you to something that's been near and dear to my heart for I'm over 20 years. I'm not looking
0: forward to it at all.
1: I said it in the car, and what, what, I'm a crumbs everywhere. What the fuck? J- oh, Jillian sat in here earlier. Jillian sat there. Uh, I think it is going to surprise you how much you're going to end up enjoying a lot of these movies because you like people in pain no, and pranks.
0: That's not true. You like
1: people getting hurt. No, no, no. You have people like, having accidents.
0: I like you in pain. <laughs> And getting hurt and having That's not accidents. true because we
1: watch fail videos with oh, Jillian yeah, yeah, and you I laugh know. your ass off. All right,
0: off. fine. So let's watch the Jackass movies with Jillian. It's just like watching a fail video, right? No. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh,
1: well, we did watch with Jillian uh, before we started recording. Uh, after we also did some practice work uh, around the WWE 2K game for our Royal Rumble stream that'll be happening in three weeks time on Twitch, twitch.tv slash podswoggle, three p.m. if you want to watch were Bouncing video games. all over the place. I know. Uh, we were having dinner on the couch and we've seen several movies lately. Um, we, we talked about Wonka, did we? Have we recorded since we saw Wonka? Honestly I don't remember. So. What was last week's Fast X?
0: Yeah.
1: Well if not we'll talk about it briefly here in a second. We went well we can say we went saw Wonka, we loved it. Julie loved it. Um, I think we did talk about it. I
0: think we did.
1: Uh, but every time we've gone to the movies, we've either seen the trailer for, or she's seen the poster for Mean Girls, and she the really, she really out. wants to see it. And we're like, okay, like, I don't think you're gonna like, like, she obviously watches movies that aren't just animation, but, you know, that's probably pushing it in terms of her... Like, look, interest.
0: she's seven.
1: But she's an advanced seven. So when we were going to for dinner, I was seeing just what was on TV and Mean Girls was on. I was like, hey, do you, do you want to watch Mean Girls? She's like, yeah. So we just put Get Mean Girls on Paramount+. Plus, and as soon as it started, I was like, oh, this is probably a bad that idea. Bad idea. <laughs> but I, but in, in in our defense, when I was her age, by the time I was yeah, seven... sure. I had already seen Terminator Two. Yeah, but look at you. I had already you. seen like every like live action like comedy that was PG thirteen that does not age well nowadays.
0: But look at but look at you.
1: Yeah, if she grows up like me, then we've no, done a great job.
0: We don't want her to turn out like you, Ben.
1: Uh, so we watched Mean Girls, and I think she liked it. She didn't understand a single thing that was going on, really, she or know any know, of the words. She
0: doesn't know what a slut is yet, which is probably <laughs> or a
1: which is She'd ask one thing. What was the one word she asked? What it was. Oh, no, it was during the stream. I said SOL. And she was like, What's SOL? Oh, yeah. That's what it was. So it was my dirty mouth, not Mean Girl's dirty yeah. mouth. So, um, uh, so the, the only other things we have watched uh, were movies that you had not seen. That's uh, right. Which will conclude with us beginning our conversation about Oppenheimer. But this past week, we watched The Holdovers. We did. And we watched Saltburn. Because which... both are available for streaming. So if I had just been patient for yeah, three or four weeks. Yeah, you have
0: saved us a bunch of money, fuckface. <laughs>
1: I I will say that both movies were actually. So, for my second doing, I had more fun watching Saltburn with you uh, in the look, privacy of my own home in front of being in a room with other people. I still absolutely adore The Holdovers, but The Holdovers was very much a in the theater experience. I'm going to try to see poor things. The Holdovers is great.
0: The Holdovers is you great. You loved the Holdovers. Yeah, right? I loved it. Yeah. I don't know what was happening with Salt... I'm not sure what movie you made me see. But I don't believe that that was a movie that's actually come out in theaters.
1: Oh yeah, we, you, you, you your own two eyes, you saw it no, happen.
0: No, I don't think so. So those are your Disagree. reviews? You love
1: the holdovers, and you have no idea.
0: I don't know what's Saltburn. I don't know what's up. I, with still, salt burn. I still
1: dug the shit out of it. Uh, I, you know, I, I stand for that movie hard. So.
0: I bet. Bet you do, buddy.
1: Man, was there a talking uh, clock or a talking candlestick in that? Sign you me squint. up. If you squint. Just fucking. <laughs> squint is also what happens when you uh, merge Quint and Squints from... Uh... <laughs> it's just taking the ass off of Squints. What am I talking about? All right, let's not talk about Oppenheimer because I'm going to go for about two hours. Uh, Oppenheimer is today's movie. The first time you've watched it. The third time uh, I've watched it. The first time I've watched it, not under the influence of something. So that, that was fun. Uh, Oppenheimer. One of the best movies of the century, says Richard Roper, Chicago Mm. Sun-Times. Staggering, says Manola Dargis, the New York Times. A colossal cinematic epic, says Tom Gliotto, People. That's the first time I've ever heard that guy's name. Experience the breathtaking global phenomenon that has captivated audiences around the world. Written for the screen and directed by Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer thrusts audiences into the mind of physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer, Killian Murphy whose landmark work on the Manhattan Project created the first atomic bomb. An unprecedented cinematic event, Oppenheimer features an all-star cast that includes Emily Blunt, Oscar winner Matt Damon, that doesn't count as for writing, Oscar nominee Robert Downey Jr., Oscar nominee Florence Pugh, Josh Hartnett, (laughs) that's very funny me), Josh Hartnett, and Oscar winners Casey Affleck, Rami Malek, and Kenneth Branagh.
0: Very good. Thank you.
1: Uh... So, uh, I don't remember how in detail, I probably deta- no detail I got when we discussed, uh, when I discussed this movie when I first saw it back during the Barb and phenomenon. Now we've watched Barbie just a few weeks ago for Jillian's birthday on the It's true. It's true this. we did. Uh, I think I referenced it when I said I was picking it and I can confirm on my third viewing. I think this is already in my top five favorite movies, which is weird because... It's
0: not the kind of movie that you would... That, that you lie. Well, it's, a, it's a biopic. It's a biopic. I,
1: I, and I think I can talk through, as we go through the movie, why it kind of subverts those feelings to me. Because everything, I think it subverts kind of the genre in a way. But I, more so what I'm saying, it was weird. Because that means that two of my five favorite movies are Christopher Nolan movies.
0: I don't think that that's weird.
1: I, I'm not this big like Nolan guy yes
0: you are not you me. would go see a movie just for Christopher Nolan I would
1: because I trust him to make a good movie but he but doesn't that's not make true my, my favorite movie But that's not true but now I mean right now if I had to list it I think he's number two and number five because because oh. Dar- Dark, Dark Knight's Night's number two you? yeah it would go pulp Dark Knight uh up get out Oppenheimer
0: you're so fucking weird. Who's top five <laughs> and favorite then six, movies? Six would be
1: Garden State, and seven would be Forty Old Virgin.
0: Who's top seven favorite movies? <laughs> me, I'm a great person. You're
1: a uh, weird ass I, I, motherfucker. I want to I make sure you get plenty of time and, and
0: talk. You don't want me to get any time. You want to just
1: oh, trust me. I say that until because I know you're going to be like,
0: "No, oh, it's good," it's and fine. then I'm just going
1: to be able to go. Uh, you also tell the people what happened.
0: Look. Because we had watched The Holdovers, not for the show.
1: And we watched Saltburn.
0: And we watched Saltburn, not for the show. So we put on Offenheimer, and I didn't take any fucking notes.
1: three-hour movie, and you took zero notes. And can I say?
0: There were 76 swerves. Shut the fuck
1: up. So I will say, uh, where did I write it?
0: I <laughs> fuck you.
1: I did write it somewhere. Hold on. I thought I did. Oh, no, you know what? I was going to write it, and I was like, "Don't, because you're going to make the joke, and it's going to start it up again. So don't even write it." So no, that's it why was honestly it. a
0: relief to not even take any notes. Oh no, I
1: did write it. Here it is. I, uh, I wrote it for, and again, spoiler. Alert, if you if you're listening the the first time, this is spoiler heavy. So if you haven't seen Oppenheimer, you know, turn this off. Or if you don't know the but story
0: of Oppenheimer,
1: when um when uh when Borden is reading the letter. That's basically now going into the record. His
0: his suspicions, not his
1: suspicion. His basically declaration mm-hmm. that Oppenheimer is a is a communist,
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: goes into Rami Malek Hill's character testifying. Mm-hmm. It, like it's built up over the, the previous fifteen twenty minutes that you know there's this character that's testifying, um, and then when you see who it is, the movie has laid the groundwork up to that moment that he's. It's two instances where Oppenheimer is around him, and Oppenheimer kind of treats him like shit. Yeah, right? he's like
0: a bumbling idiot, and he, I mean, and he
1: knocks the clipboard out of his hand the one time, and it's it's brilliant to do that because you're like, oh, that's wrong. That's Academy Award winner Rami Malek. He's one of the most recognizable people oh, on the planet, not just from his notoriety. Because look at him; who else looks like that? Right. Uh, so when he comes up, it was like, oh shit, he's really important. Like, so for uh-oh. him, so for him to be the smoke and gun against straws, in Oppenheimer's favor, swerve.
0: It's huge swerve. Uh, That's what I said. 76 of them. Shall I, shall I no, go through no, the No,
1: no, 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 2024 is swerve free territory. Thank you. Fuck you. What did you think of the movie?
0: It was fine. No, it was, it was very good. And you know that I didn't. I don't know. Because after we finished watching it, we watched this, what, last night? Mm-hmm. And after it was over, I turned to you and I started talking about it. You did,
1: you really like, thought that was
0: great. Yeah, I know. So, but I don't normally do that for the movies, for the, movies, Cor- for the show. So why didn't you correct me?
1: Correct you for what?
0: That I was telling you how, my thoughts on the movie. The only thing
1: you said was that was great. You didn't go, go into yeah, the movie. Yeah, I know, but detail. I shouldn't tell
0: you if, oh, I, what if I didn't think it was great.
1: You don't think that after 17 years and then for almost I 10 know, years of doing you this episode. I have
0: no idea what my taste is.
1: No, but I know your body language, and I know you. And I don't know if you noticed. For me, I looked over at you.
0: No, I wasn't paying attention. To you I was watching a fucking movie, and man.
1: What I was gonna say was, I could tell you liked it because I could see you were engaged. You did not fall asleep for three hours. I mean, I After almost did. Th- I was. I, I was saw on the, the end.
0: I was on the console for for a hot minute there.
1: There was there was <laughs> it was like the last fifteen minutes. I was, which it
0: was, the last uh,
1: five minutes of this movie, uh, I think, might be my favorite last five minutes of the movie ever. It was hard ever. to get there, though. And I was like, I was gonna be like, Samantha, you better wake the fuck up. <laughs> but you, you... They're
0: about to set off a bomb, motherfucker. No, that that's
1: like an hour beforehand.
0: I i just kidding.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could trust a human being yeah. that doesn't at least recognize oh. the achievement that this is. I, yeah. And I, I think part of it's bigger picture story mm-hmm. is why I, is is part of the reason why I love it so much and why it kind of, you know, goes in the face of my personal taste. This is not a regular biopic that number one to me changes things up. From all accounts, most of this is very historically accurate because it is based off of American Prometheus, yeah, the his, famed the, uh, uh, biography. nonfiction biography of Oppenheimer. There's a couple things that are like, you know, obviously the final conversation with uh, Einstein and Oppenheimer didn't happen, but that, that's well, we dramatized. That. No, that. it, it was confirmed. Oppenheimer had a similar conversation with somebody else. I don't remember who off the top of my head. But um, it's never feel, been confirmed. I feel like you
0: should have bought that book today, then.
1: I, oh, we have so many books. I'm not reading a 700-page book about Oppenheimer. Uh, the three-hour movie is... Plenty, <laughs> and it's got a fun, a lot of famous people, and Florence Pugh topples in it. That's that's gonna hold my attention. Um, uh, so it does that. It also takes so many different styles of things that I like and kind of mashes them all together. So eh. big, epic, cinematic moments. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan's you know, eye and ear for kind of just fucking enthralling you in what's oh. happening on the screen. The score, just a, and, uh, literally the greatest cast, I think, ever oh put together in one movie.
0: It's the ama- most amazing cast, and, and like, then out a, of nowhere, and like, for for no part, for like, bit part. Well, the a, bit of the bit. It
1: was a joke when the movie was in pre-production, and like, people were signing on, and they're like,
0: What the fuck? Who? uh, How?
1: Like, every time somebody, like, oh, yeah, and also in the movie is uh, Rami Malek and Casey Affleck and Matt Damon. They're like, you just announced Robert Downey Jr. and Florence Pugh and Emily Blunt and Josh Hartnett's alive? Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, And also, the script. The script is. I said it uh, in my Letterbox review and I'll say it here. This is the best Aaron Sorkin script that's been written in, like, 10 or 15 years because it wasn't written by Aaron Sorkin. (laughs) This is a talky-ass movie. That has no qualms the about, the time. about throwing at you what's okay. going on in the world and, and you theoretical can
0: theoretical physics. And you can but they, it does physics. it
1: in a way where you can follow it and it interests you and yeah. you understand it. And it's also quick and it's quippy and it's not as brooding and dark as normal Nolan stuff, while not also not being like a fucking Avengers movie where it's just jokey joke joke. Right. Um
0: the the effects too that he integrated just with, even, like, from, like, the opening, like, the different, and, like, the the perspectives, like, with the...
1: Like, you're talking about, th- like, seeing, like, the, the physics of it all? Seeing
0: the physics of it all, and, like, the... Like, seeing, like, what Oppenheimer was seeing. Right, like in his like head. In his head, and, like...
1: That could have very easily been very Windows Media Player-ish. Sure
0: could have. And it's But not. was so well done. It really added to it you know we talk Mm -hmm. about like sometimes that stuff is kitschy and not powerful it's Mm -hmm. the complete opposite effect but it was very well done and integrated so well that you didn't even really notice it and the scale of this was just oh yeah the years that it that it took Mm -hmm. um you know like the, the length of time that it covered was just phenomenal. It, it, I mean, the overall was just great.
1: I'm very happy. That the we cast
0: were, is just banger.
1: I was very happy that before this, we were able to get our new baller-ass speakers that are hooked up to our record player.
0: My record player. S- set
1: up for our record player. My record player. Our, uh, our Bluetooth my, compatible. It was
0: my Christmas gift.
1: It is. Our Bluetooth compatible. And we were able to set it up. And uh, this movie needs, like, sound, and I have to call you out. i put you on blast. I wrote, uh, I think the Trinity test scene is going to go down in film history as, like, one of the greatest like, like, scenes in a movie, which is mind-boggling in that, like, you know what happens. Like, like you know, it works. Like, <laughs> like there's, there's no suspense in the result. But right. there's suspense in, like, your anticipation but, of seeing it.
0: And you don't know if they're going to swerve you, and then it's going to be like, whoop.
1: You're like, oh, maybe I didn't. Just kidding. You know, I mean, between, Well,
0: because, like, like, but, like, Quentin Tarantino did that, right? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, you know what that ending was supposed to be. Yeah,
1: but that's different. And then it wasn't. Those are those, like, um, what's the phrase for it's it? It's,
0: hi- like, historical, like, it's rewriting the fiction.
1: I, yeah, historical, yeah.
0: But. I forget but what it's called, but. They could have done that with this. Christopher Nolan could have done that. You don't he know.
1: He But between, but I'll get back to that scene in a minute. But I get goosebumps every time that scene happens. And part of it is the the power of the audio throughout the movie in its kind of sporadicness and how it kind of blows you back, like, you know, the -hmm. atomic bomb itself would. And then in that moment, you're just stuck in the silence of it going off. And the, like everyone's breath and anticipation and yeah. awe of it. And then because Boom. then the, the mile radius and you fucking reached for the remote.
0: It, I and I, I was like, Jillian, it, it would have been
1: two hours. She was dead to the world. I
0: was Jill. I didn't want to wake up. The I, baby. I almost
1: smacked you. you I was like, how
0: you dare you? You real annoyed.
1: I was like, how dare you reach for the remote right now? You, you turn rude, it man. up again. There was a couple times earlier in the movie, you'd done it as well. And I was like, oh, just you wait. It's, it's only going to get even better. Um, so I have some questions for you.
0: Oh, God. Please don't. I no, don't no, really like, know a lot no, about... No, no, no.
1: General general, like oh, general about the movie great. questions. Good. Did you feel it was too long?
0: I feel like it could have tightened up another 20 minutes, and I would not have been like like laying here on the console sure. trying to keep myself awake. I, like.
1: I, I wrote... Uh, when did I write this? I wrote this in between... I wrote this as the build-up to the Manhattan Project was, like, happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: before Damon gets in the movie. I was like, could you find 20 or 30 minutes to cut? Yeah. Sure. But why? Like, none of it is so egregious or bad...
0: That's true. That
1: That it's obvious you could have hacked a couple things and not lost anything... And you know,
0: but I don't think it was necessary to.
1: I don't think it was either. So I I do agree with you, but, but I. You know, but I wouldn't I also, have
0: complained if it was.
1: I do think it shorter. is a pretty easy three hours, all things considered. Oh, it is. It yeah. is.
0: It is a, an easy three hours for sure.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: next question. I aced that one.
1: Did yeah? We agreed on that one.
0: Yeah, I know. I said I aced it. I know. Give me the next did
1: one. Did you understand?
0: Did I understand physics? Do I no, understand no, no, physics? No. What no.
1: the fuck? You probably understand it better than I do. I, I don't do. Give a fuck, yeah. Would uh, you be
0: a theoretical physicist or an experimental physicist? I
1: would be. Do
0: you know what the difference is between the two? I of would them? be. You would be the English major. I would be Hall. Paul
1: Oppenheimer, the baby crying throughout everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, You're a piece no. What of I shit. meant. What I meant is. So obviously do the I movie.
0: Understand.
1: That's not what I meant. Not because of your small little woman brain. Uh, what I meant is. The movie is not necessarily full. It is a bit of a nonlinear narrative in terms of fission yeah. and fusion and the black and the white and the, 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 uh, I, the, the color. I, underst- just...
0: I understand <sighs> the concepts of fission and fusion That's not what I'm. and doing. different things. That's what you just said. No. All it, right, finish it, your it leads time. into my
1: second, my third question of,
0: did, no, were wait, you able no, no, to no.
1: follow? Wait a
0: second. You just skipped over your second. No.
1: The second and third question kind of fuse together. Okay. All right. More so what I meant was, fused were you able to together? Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> did you, were you able to follow it? Because there are a lot of characters and a lot of people that are just coming in and out of this movie that half the time you don't even get their names to. And then a lot of some of them just fucking look alike. Uh, do you, Did you get lost in that sense at any point of like when people are being referred to people? Some of the dialogue is very heady um i i mean i'll admit, i myself sometimes i'm like okay
0: i think i think i got a handle on this but you're a fucking dumbass i could follow it it was easy that's why there were that's why there were so many famous people cast in the role so you knew who everyone was i
1: wasn't talking about the famous people like there's like when he's first gets to um when he first gets to princeton and his teaching Uh um when you know they first get to los alamos and the project's coming on board like I couldn't tell you what Jack Quaid's character's named or the fucking kid from Hereditary's character's name is or Olivia Thirlby's name is. You're lucky I could tell you who uh, Taylor is. Yeah, but is. I knew who they were. Because it's fucking Benny Safdie's dumbass face um, covered in fucking suntan lotion. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just a lot of people. Like Sure. Um,
0: I was just checking to yeah. see. Okay, okay, good. What's uh, your next question?
1: <laughs> uh, so you made this... Joke as soon as the movie was over. How do you? How does this compare to Barbie? I know it's not fair because they are two totally different things, but they were they are forever interlocked with one another.
0: Yeah, no, Barbie's better.
1: You honestly, truly believe that? Or are you just? Are you just? Are sending no, me? No, I
0: believe Barbie's better, but it's completely different. This is more of your tar. You are more of the target audience for this movie. But, and I'm more the target audience for the Barbie movie. That's the whole I don't point. think target...
1: I, I think these two movies could transcend target audience. Sure.
0: But Oppenheimer in, in this did case, not stand on a soapbox and talk about oh, how I, difficult it is to be a woman. No. No matter okay. what time it is. Like, I related more to the Barbie you're gonna,
1: movie. You're going to relate to it more. Sure. But I think Absolutely. this movie so I have.
0: Way more enjoyment of it.
1: I think this movie stood on equal of a soapbox for its own. For what? For what?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my god. I noticed that more this viewing, on my on my third viewing than the previous two times. Another thing I can commend the movie for is that this doesn't get preachy while tackling a very very pertinent debate that I still feel is going on between in in our world of where our priorities lie in terms of protection and arms and safety and you know it, what the the end of the movie says and why every single time this movie ends I'm crying is yeah I was, I
0: was crying at the Yeah end I mean of this movie
1: too. I I said it the first time I saw it was it didn't help that I was totally knackered out of my mind but I yeah. couldn't move when I was sitting in IMAX at the end of this movie because it's exactly, it's not often that a movie does exactly what I was anticipating it to do at the end of it, which was I was anticipating this movie saying like, this was the end of the world. Like this.
0: Like it, we've already started. I
1: believe we did is such a powerful oh fucking quote.
0: Amazing. And, and then,
1: you, you, and then, And then to put a visualization to it.
0: Of like Einstein's reaction and like so lost in thought and introspective and it's like, my God. Yeah. But My God.
1: I think this movie stands on a soapbox and because of its profile and because of the message it's saying, the politics of it all, and you know, this person, is this person politics. basically being put on trial for things of the past that aren't necessarily their true beliefs or even what they are and having to fight for what's right and fight for themselves And they're also doing at the same time where they are trying to come to grips with what they have contributed to the world, which is which is one of the most significant accomplishments in human history. And the outcome of it is
0: one of the most devastating.
1: Tied to the basically the most single devastating act. You know, that we have on our hands for the rest of time. And the fact that it could happen just like that in the wrong hands. And there are plenty of wrong hands in the world presently that we exist in. Yeah. No,
0: I, I agree. Th- that's
1: more so what I meant is this movie, I'm flabbergasted. I'm not. But I'm flabbergasted. That, that the con- that, that the soapbox... No, 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 no changed. Back to your point. That the conversation... Between the two movies, has more so focused on Barbie's message and people taking it a negative way, and you know who those people are. Versus people taking Oppenheimer wrongly, I think because oh, it's hey. draped because it's draped in history.
0: Happy January sixth.
1: Right. So that's so fuck that's why I, I kind fuck of
0: fuck those people. I, oh,
1: trust me, I I 100 agree. Um I almost said allegedly there and I was like, that's not even
0: funny. Yeah, no, but but that, thinking about saying it is funny. Yeah, but it's uh, not with this movie. No, no, man. no, one hundred no. That's not, the point. That's not um, the point, man.
1: But that's the only reason why I kind of I, I agree with you that Barbie very much has its own message to say. And I still think it probably does eke out Oppenheimer in its own way. I but mean, this this is right, this is a one beat. Sure. But like, if in that if regard. you
0: if you ask me what movie I would want to watch, Again and again, it would be Barbie over this. Not that this was bad by any means. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's but totally it's, fair. It, it's, it's not a fair comparison. Mm-hmm. The fact that they came out on the same day is about the only thing that they have in common. I think
1: it's the greatest day in movies ever. <laughs> like, it honestly. It,
0: they're two fantastic movies, but it, it's, it's not. It most does, people are not going to be like us and enjoy both of them. No.
1: It does go to show our differences uh, in that even though I think Barbie is a much easier and accessible movie to digest, yeah, I could watch this movie like every week and just fucking love it and find something else. Like I might watch this this week again when I'm just at home. Um, because it is this fascinating to me. And it, like you said, it starts right at the jump. When, right away. I mean, I just love the flames, which later you find are the flames from the, the Trinity test with the fucking Prometheus quote. And, oh the, my and just God, the that fucking blaring ass up. I when I sat down in the theater and it started, all my shit had just started to kick in. And I was already like in the back of my seat, like, holy shit, it's been like, like a minute. Done? What have I done? What have I done? Um and my first thing ever was like, <laughs> to your point, I was like, how the fuck do I take notes during this?
0: I know. <laughs> it's like I'm But I I, I have a lot. It's I it's forgot. such a fucking
1: achievement. Um so the movie does have quite a few like montage moments, and oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a does. big montage fan.
0: When they're done well, when they're done and well, this doesn't so well. does very. The, the well.
1: montage of Oppenheimer like figuring out physics, like in his travels, is just like it's so simple, it's so quick.
0: And it, sh- but it shows a lot of growth at the same time. Yeah, it, in him as a character, and then you get like these sparks of like the other people he meets.
1: It's perfect in like how esoteric it is. Like it, it's amazing. Um, and then you lay the groundwork for him meeting Straws, and you get Downey and, and uh, Einstein. I love the scene where um, he first goes to uh, the, the, the institute, a- the AEC mm-hmm. um, institute, and you see uh, Einstein. You know, being an old man out by the river with his fucking hat. But you know what? Uh, but like the back like that back and forth between Killian Murphy and RDJ is like prime like Sorkin you know like they're laying the groundwork for a lot of callbacks like the Lily Shoe salesman thing mm-hmm. later on in the movie kind of where each person's career is stood and whatnot. Um, and then you just start to begin to meet people like fucking crazy. This is the, I said up for us again and I'll reiterate: this is the greatest white male cast of all time. Um, is,
0: I mean, is
1: there a single person of color in this movie?
0: Um, let's see.
1: I mean, the,
0: no. It, it's
1: it's sadly a sign of the times. It well, is, yeah, but it is, but
0: they are. But there's a lot of Jews like that. Oh, sure. That's well, like, like right the, here. the people of color. Really, if this
1: wasn't like this. the most incredible cast ever assembled. Shout out to us talking about this in December or January of 2025. Because, uh, of course, remember, this is not eligible for anything we're going to be talking about next week. Because we watched this in 2024. Uh, I would love to live in the world where Academy Award nominee David Crumholtz was a thing. Crumholtz is so fucking dope in this movie. Look,
0: he is good. I and mean, he's, he's like, always been great. Everything he does. And he has such range. This guy... Was this and he was Bernard the Elf. <laughs> Bernard the Elf, <laughs> and he's done. He was in. He was in a Knight's Tale.
1: Oh, I was I've never seen A Knight's Tale. With I was going Adam's Family Values. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: fucking all the the he's Apatow fucking, movies. He's everything. part of the Apatow crew. Ten Things I Hate About You.
0: Everything. He's
1: uh one of uh Goldstein and what's his name and Harold and Kumar movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, Life with Mikey. That Michael he's J. Fox in that kid action show. movie. Fucking numbers. Shout out to Liz Anderson. Uh yeah. Crumholtz is so fucking he's good so in this good. movie. It, I mean,
0: and he's and he's and he's healthy.
1: Okay, but he's eating well. <laughs> he's
0: <laughs> like he's eating much. real well. Keep getting them so checks and spending Krumholtz, them on food, Crumholtz. I, I, I love
1: every time that Crumholtz and Oppenheimer, they have like three or four scenes together and they're all fucking great and he's killer. just
0: having a good time.
1: Um so what is what are What would you say are things you did not like about the movie, or complaints you would have about it, besides its length per se? Um, Of course, I still have a couple, and one of them is one of the most common criticisms about Nolan movies. But I want to see if you touched on, if you can touch on it, or if you have anything different before I talk about them. No. Good, great, cool. I was waiting for that moment. Hey, it took you thirty six minutes to just you know.
0: I didn't take notes.
1: But you still have a. But you are aware that you watch this movie and you have a memory, right? What? Uh. So, ev- so not every moment with a woman, but <laughs> uh, women in Christopher Nolan are a thing.
0: It's no different here. It's no different here. I but would, it's also. But it's also like this is how women during this time period were. were.
1: The fact that That's we even how they were treated. The fact that we even got to see women that were. Physicists, or psychologists, or psychiatrists, or how you know, many? Uh, well, Jean Tatlock was um,
0: a communist. A,
1: if that's what you're going to give her first? No, no, she was,
0: that's that's basically what they build her as because no, you don't even, she, you can't even tell me what she was
1: because I'm tripping over my words in four different ways. She, I don't know if she was a physicist. She wasn't a physicist. She was a Tatlock. Jean Tatlock was a. American communist activist, yes. She's like she was a psychiatrist, okay? Okay. And then Kitty Oppenheimer was a chemist.
0: No, but then a biologist. She was, but she's a biologist. A biologist but, then but she, she was, gave her to be
1: a fucking housewife, yeah, yes. Uh-huh. And then Olivia Thirlby's character, and there were other women at Los Alamos. But what I'm no,
0: the most of the women at Los Alamos were the wives who just were the secretaries. Not all, not all of them. There was one woman who was a physicist. I think The one. one no, there was one woman who was a physicist. Well, but I mean, how
1: are you guys really gonna do it? Uh <laughs>
0: Don't touch me, <laughs> F- fucking asshole.
1: Uh, but every moment with a woman in this movie, for the most part, and there there are some good ones. Like uh, I think Emily Blunt, who's going to get an Oscar nomination for this, uh, and people have been kind of bemoaning that based on like the character just being a drunk shrew the entire time. That's
0: that's kind of <laughs> like what they were.
1: Of the time. Uh, her her killer scene. Oh, uh, my
0: God. That
1: I was waiting for that scene. Because I knew you were going to love that, that scene. That
0: interview scene and the way she was just beside herself, she just was like, you could just see she was breaking. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. And then she was like, no, straighten my fucking crown. Remember who I am.
1: Went over this old man.
0: <laughs> Went over this old man and just fucking... Yeah kill it. And that's what she did.
1: I I, I loved it. I, I have, loved it. I don't have as much of a problem as other people did with the female representation of the movie because, it, like we said, it's kind of a sign of the times of you know the story at at hand or at play. Um, I do think that we are in a phase where our, our best filmmakers are just making allegorical films about themselves. I already kind of mentioned we were talking about The Killer. That that movie is basically just Fincher coming to terms with you know, his own M.O. and what people already think about him. I think in many ways this movie is Christopher Nolan in his own way, letting people know, like, look, this movie's about me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am this, this nuanced, genius, you know, problematic in terms of, you know, kind of my ways and my visions of doing things. And, you know, I feel like sometimes I may necessarily be going about things the wrong way. And, uh, you know, I, I have woman problems. I, I think it's more so <laughs> coming to grips with that in, in within its own world. But, um, it doesn't matter because Florence Pugh is in this movie and, uh, because of this movie she is on my list. Uh, I think
0: she's on your list anyway. And she's
1: not put her in this movie specifically on my list. Uh, she's great. I mean, I, I, I you find me in a movie where Florence Pugh was not good in it and I, I'm going to show you you're wrong. Uh, so
0: oh, she's not on your list.
1: So put uh, Florence Pugh in Oppenheimer on my list because I feel like so the movie got a lot of buzz when it was announced to be R and people were like oh damn because they thought didn't think Oppenheimer was gonna like go there in terms of like showing the damage that the bomb does and it and it doesn't, doesn't. besides like a but couple it's got, like it's just provisions. got titties yeah then it's like oh it's gonna have graphic sex scenes it's like oh wait what why. Yeah. It's so unnecessary. Like,
0: super unnecessary. It's so
1: unnecessary. It's almost like one of those things where, like, I hate when that happens in movies. Like, did the director just be like, hmm, I wonder if I can see Florence Pugh's boobs? Um,
0: Yeah, that's exactly what Christopher Nolan was thinking. There's
1: no real reason for them to not just, you know, be like post coitus. Especially because, so, like, their first sex scene is so wonderfully pulpy, absurd, because. Where we get. Well, it's also where we get the famous Oppenheimer quote. Yeah. (laughs) Before, like, he ever actually really says it in real life. So this is like prime me standing on a mountain hating biopic stuff. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) But
1: I just can't help but fucking melt and gush at it because it is. So thematically perfect for the character and the situation
0: yeah, that you know really good the job.
1: motherfucker would you know be saying that he has become death as you like feel him inserting himself in his mistress. Well, I guess at the time it wasn't his mistress; it was just his his hookup. Um, while he's reading Sanskrit, like,
0: yeah. it's just like what the fuck is happening?
1: I fucking who the love fuck it.
0: is this guy? Uh, How many languages did he speak?
1: Uh, so he speaks English. He speaks Sanskrit. He Dutch. Speaks Dutch. He speaks, um, there's a fourth one. I can't remember what it was.
0: Not Yiddish.
1: Not Yiddish. I feel like he speaks like Portuguese at one point. I might be wrong. Um, oh, maybe. But yeah, there, there's so many. There, so from that until we get Damon, there's a lot of little things, you know, kind of building up to the project. Obviously him meeting Lawrence and, you know. Kind of trying to start to form the uh the union and skirting around with getting into the project. Um it does get a little long in the tooth. That's very much the section where I'm like, okay, we could probably We could
0: we could tighten this.
1: Tighten this up. Yeah. But then as soon as Damon enters the picture.
0: Oh man, Damon, Matt Damon.
1: Damon's fucking great. The he
0: is hilarious in this. The
1: first scene you get with Groves and Oppenheimer he's where just he's having basically having a great time. He's basically interviewing him and Oppenheimer's auditioning for it and they're going tit for tat. They have again their own little you know and repartee and quirks and, and, or I should say quips back and forth is just
0: It's just great. And the fact that he was on a break from acting at the time and he he said he'd only go back if Christopher Nolan called. Christopher Nolan called. I mean you know what? He deserved that break. Look at what he came mm-hmm. back doing.
1: Uh, before I forget, before I delete it from my notes, the other woman thing I forgot to mention that really made me feel like it was Nolan. Nolan centric was uh, how the sister uh, uh, Oppenheimer's brother, Oppenheimer's sister in law, Jackie, is treated in this movie, and then like he just disregards her so brutally every waking moment she's on screen with yeah, him. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. It's just like
1: I'm like, oh my god, I can see Christopher Nolan just doing that. Uh, But, yeah, I I love Groves and Oppenheimer's first scene together. And then it goes into, like, the recruitment scene. Like, them basically, like, assembling the Avengers, essentially. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. They're going around.
1: And also, the movie does an incredible job of you feel the importance. Like, how important and palpable this is. Because everything is dripping with, we have to beat the Nazis of this. We have to be that source of good. We have to give this everything we got cuz like that's what Damon like shouts to that person in the hallways like mm-hmm. this is the most important thing in the history of anything. Yeah. And if you don't want to be fucking a part of it like we have other things to 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 go. Yeah. Um Let's and then off, the movie makes it so fucking real that like we're assembled, we we know the plan, we're going to New Mexico, yada 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 and Teller's like uh yeah, we could we could this we could end the world. <laughs> yeah. Like and then it becomes like real on another level. But I'm not of,
0: I, I'm I'm not sure the level of exaggeration from real life that happened there, so, which I don't doubt.
1: No, no, no. So, so
0: that's what happened. What they thought of.
1: I mentioned it earlier how the conversation with uh, Einstein and Oppenheimer, obviously at the end of the movie, um, didn't happen. Um, same with. Uh, Oppenheimer going to Einstein with those calculations and being like, you know, what does this make sense? But that was a legitimate concern and fear. I don't know if the teller was when it specifically had come up with it, but Oppenheimer went again. to somebody else. I forget, again, who it was. It was like, can you double check this? And then, of course, obviously the math was done on, and they're like, well, it's near zero. <laughs> it's near zero? Near <laughs> zero is the is best
0: great, you're gonna get. There's so buddy. many like
1: great buzzwords in this movie. Near zero is one compartmentalization is another one, which That's was great. fun that you know how many times it fucking took me to type the word compartmentalization without getting it wrong. That's like a fucking 17 letter word.
0: That's good.
1: Uh but yeah, that consideration and him talking to Einstein about it just adds to the gravitas and the realness of it fucking huge oh for sure then we get into all the spy talk compartmentalization what's happening in los alamos you're going back and forth a lot with these meetings and what's happening in the quote unquote present day and i just i, I just can't be riveted like yeah it shouldn't you can't it shouldn't look away work. really it should get boring
0: it should this movie Absolutely. should
1: be fucking boring as fuck exactly and it's not because exactly. everyone is just smoldering I, I mean it, I do have a pretty I have a four person LVP list
0: the but way it's done I could make
1: a 50 person MVP list
0: the use of like color versus black and white for mm-hmm. the perspectives the way it's done and the flow it just all works together so well and look biopics aren't exactly my favorite kind of movie War movies are especially not my favorite kind of movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it's always hard for me to watch anything that has to do with like World War II and talks about, you know, the Jewish people and and mm-hmm. Hitler and everything like that. Couldn't look away. Had to. Oh, that's my fucking water. What the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah, but I don't have water. I need. I'm talking a lot.
0: Well, yeah, you always are talking. We're a only
1: forty five minutes in. I'm not even. And now we're just getting to the the vision of the kitty having the vision of Gene Tatlock. Fucking, Fuck it. <laughs> fucking Oppenheimer in front of Jason Clark and fucking the villain from Ghost.
0: <laughs> but it was just, it just, it just flowed so well, and yeah, couldn't look away, really couldn't. It, it was just like was Kitty couldn't well look
1: away from Florence Pugh looking at her in Oppenheimer's lap. I'm.
0: Is that the only reason why you like this movie?
1: Not the only reason, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs>
0: Uh... You're disgusting.
1: I'm a fucking adult No wonder Wait this now. is
0: your, more of your movie than Barbie. Yeah, you,
1: Look, Ken doesn't have a... Objectify women. Ken doesn't have a dick in... Them.
0: Objectify <laughs> like, women. It's
1: not objectifying them.
0: It is objectifying them.
1: oh well, not them, her.
0: <laughs> that doesn't help. If it's just one...
1: Uh Kitty, uh, Emily Blunt, does have some fucking sick lines. So, after Jean Tatlock kills herself, quote unquote, because the movie does make it ambiguous like it is in real life.
0: Right, because you saw there was another hand there. there, there was there. hands
1: pushing her down, yeah. There were
0: hands pushing you down.
1: There's but been, there's been thoughts have, about that. But he
0: could have been picturing that that was him doing it to her. No, I don't
1: think that's what the movie meant to say. No, I, 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 think, think,
0: I think it was. No, no, no no because, no, no. because when he was imagining, because like there were those scenes He's, when he was like imagining himself in that position, like when he was in that plane. Right? And it was going. And when the, the, when the bomb went off and then the, he, all the people were, like, clapping. But then they were, like, screaming because of the bomb. Right? Like, he was, like, imagining those things happening. There's nothing that says he didn't imagine, like, he was the one who was doing
1: that. I felt like if that's what the movie was intending for him to feel or see, like, we would have seen a shot of him, like, standing behind her. It would have been more explicit. I think what the movie was trying to get across... Was the fact that historically speaking, her death has always been shrouded in some controversy based on her activism and communist ties. That somebody there was more underhandedness to it beyond her having psychiatric problems and killing herself. I, I think that's more so what I meant, but that's an interesting take, um, to, to consider. Well, and I, that I, I
0: don't need no, you no, 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 honestly, to I tell me that it's an, in- I know it is.
1: I try to give you a compliment. Um Chris,
0: you wouldn't know the first thing about, giving but her a compliment
1: her line you look really nice today uh her <laughs> her line as he's having this like emotional breakdown about her death and admitting to her kind of what he's done, you know within their marriage is um her saying the line about you know you can't you can't come expecting sympathy for your sins after.
0: If you're going to commit uh, the sin. Yeah,
1: you have, to, you have to live with what it is and not yeah. come here asking for you know, whatever it is you're uh-huh. asking for. It. So that and her whole conversation in the, the interrogation later on are just... Killer. Yeah, she, and she delivers them some, some epically. Um, just also delivered epically, I always forget, third time in the movie, I always forget the Pash sequence. And I'm always like, fucking hell, that's just Casey Affleck. And Casey Affleck is not an intimidating or foreboding person. But he fucking, he got, some fucking
0: lesson, he got some lessons from Ben before this movie.
1: He, must, he probably just watched a bookie try to haggle Ben for fifty grand after he lost a bet on I'm the Celtics or something. I'm Surprised
0: Ben's not in this. I don't. Th- I don't think Ben
1: and Nolan gel.
0: But <laughs> just, he gels with what Affleck and Affleck and, walked
1: off set of Fincher for three days and when and he wanted him to, him to wear a Damon. Yankees hat. Uh, his facial expressions are what really work. It's not yeah. necessarily what is in his voice, but also Damon does a great job there of like detailing like who this person is and like why he's so you know, foreboding. Um so I always forget that little stretch is it's fantastic. But then you really get into the craziness and the excitement that builds as Trinity gets closer and closer and closer. And, like I said, you know what's going to happen um but it doesn't matter because the music and fucking teller's face and Damon and Oppenheimer's conversation is they're kind of in the rain delay and the timer ticking down it, it i i it just fucking goosebumps like it yeah it's to me unparalleled it's an, it's an all timer it's an immediate all timer um Oh, a, a scene I forgot to mention: the conversation they have about where to drop the bombs.
0: I was gonna say, "Wow, uh,
1: that it's I've,
0: like it's like oh, what do we have to pick up at the store this week?" It's just so nonchalant. It
1: is just and a th- regular old conversation, trick.
0: and then just the oh, I've taken Kyoto, Kyoto off the list. list.
1: That is one of the. Like, that was one of the coolest weirdest in theater moments of my life is that so. the entire audience like had this disgusted scoff laugh at that. It was really, really amazing how everyone immediately recognized like, Oh, mm-hmm. and that, that is factually accurate. <laughs> that is what exactly happened is why they didn't go for Kyoto Cause I got just fucking honeymoon there and didn't want to ruin the memories of his honeymoon by killing fucking a hundred thousand people. In yeah. it. Um, Almost as good as the Trinity test to me is Oppenheimer's post-Trinity test speech uh, in like the gymnasium. Yes. With you finally get to the, the understanding of, you know, the feet tapping that he kind of has envisioned throughout the movie, which ends up, you know, in most moments being either a flash forward or a flashback, um, echoing, you know, just the, the sounds of the bomb. But him envisioning... What the damage was that dropped it? I do also like the little bit post the, the post test leading up to the bomb being dropped of the hopelessness and the uneasiness just setting in on what he's accomplished. Yeah. And how it's now out of his hands. Like, you feel it from when Damon's like, yep, I'll let you know. Yeah. he's just skedaddles out of there.
0: Like, you know. Like, he, I mean,
1: Oppenheimer knows.
0: Oppenheimer knows. Like, they all know. Like, okay. But
1: him having to still be the face of it, and especially in front of the people that, you know, are outwardly to him in that moment, cheering and, you know, praising him. And it getting drowned out in silence, just kind of like the Trinity Test silence. But then also seeing people crying and people That's having it. sex and people throwing up. Like all the, every emotion that you can have all tied to what he's done. Right. Um, is Good
0: and bad. Yeah,
1: and then you add on top of it. The little glimpses that Nolan is willing to provide to us of what is actually hap- what actually happened. these people right. of skin rippling on their face and him stepping through a totally charred person. That whole and then the flash of light on top of the sound, the fucking lighting in this movie.
0: Fucking like the
1: first time I ever said this on this podcast. No. Lighting in this movie is great. Um, yeah,
0: that was not our tune when we watched the the Star Trek movies. <laughs>
1: that whole, no,
0: that old J.J. Abrams. J, J.
1: Abrams L- Oppenheimer would be maddening. It would be, so,
0: it would be just lens oh, flares can we, everywhere. Can we
1: quickly go through like four or five other directors and like what their Oppenheimer would be like? So J.J. J. Abrams Oppenheimer,
0: it would just be lens flares all. The it would time.
1: be lens flares, and then when the bomb dropped, it would just be sabotaged by the Beastie Boys playing.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, who else?
0: No, it would be. It would be.
1: Um. Intergalactic. Yeah. <laughs> Tarantino's uh, Oppenheimer would end with...
0: Just uh, a close-up of someone's feet.
1: <laughs> it would definitely be Oppenheimer rubbing Gene Tatlock's feet talking about the most recent Cary Grant movie and then at the end of the movie um, Oppenheimer would actually end up dropping the bomb on America and ending it all. Swerve! Um, or uh, rewriting history.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Jordan Peer... Jordan Peer. Jordan Peer is just an asshole. Jordan Peele's Oppenheimer... Would have uh,
0: a completely different cast.
1: Would have Daniel Kaluuya as just a guy living. As
0: Oppenheimer. A
1: guy living in Nagasaki trying to get out and encountering aliens while the bomb is approaching. <laughs> um,
0: That's so funny. Emerald Fennel. <laughs> Emerald Fennel's Oppenheimer would just be. Fucking banana. It would be
1: Jack Quaid fucking those bongos. <laughs> That's what it would be um, James Nguyen's uh, <laughs> It
0: would just be birds doing the same thing. No, you know how the birds would fly into the cars and explode? That would have been that would have been the bomb. James. That would have been the Trinity test.
1: To... Oh wow. I, I I'm happy to come aboard the Manhattan Project and I'll give you a budget of two billion dollars.
0: What about Neil Breen?
1: Uh, I, I was filling up the Neil Breen. <laughs> Neil Breen's movie about Oppenheimer would strangely make sense. <laughs> it would be like, wait, hold on, I think I kind of fucking get this. I just want to see Robert Downey Jr. do Neil Breen lines. Uh, also, before I forget, um, two things. Uh, back to James Landon uh directing Oppenheimer. You know what this uh, Los no, Alamos needs? Soul panels. Soul panels everywhere. Also, hanging out, hanging out, hanging out with my oppie, dropping ourselves some bombs. Uh, Back to the movie. A lot of people's complaint about the movie is it's a decline post-Trinity test. I don't get that at all.
0: Well, it's because you build up to the Trinity test. I think we had another movie recently where it's like, that was the climax But then you still have more movie.
1: Sure. I mean, the movie has another hour. You
0: have to do it well. Yes. Because, like, you're telling, like, what is Oppenheimer known for? Like, you're telling a story of Oppenheimer, and you're putting that shit in the middle? Like, you better have something to back that up, because you have another hour of movie to fill.
1: Well, I think that's why the structure of the movie works in the way it does, because you're you're waiting to see kind of what this interrogation and, and, you know, quote-unquote trial is. Um, and I think that is just as important as the work he did is because that's what this world and this country does is they fucking build they people fuck up and they fucking over. tear you down for whatever that's needs they place, have. Man. Um, It does get difficult to track who is who at times and I get the criticism, but to me, it's still wrong. Like, I just fuck Because you have shit like the fucking Truman scene because it's infuriating and everyone should know why it's infuriating because, again... That that was another, to me, heavy, not heavy-handed, but close to heavy-handed, loaded scene of, like, I can see that exact conversation oh, absolutely. happening absolutely. in today's world. Yes. With a scientist For and sure. a person in power, not the current, but you know what I mean, of... um. I mean, I think Biden was just here at Los Alamos. He's so fucking old.
0: <laughs> but he, he was hanging out in the back. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, like that, and again, that's rooted in, it didn't happen in that specific conversation, but Truman was quoted as saying, like, don't bring me around that crybaby anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the guy sharing his...
0: His, his remorse. Remorse over the his, fact that
1: he is essentially directly responsible in some way, because Truman's being the one that's like, no, it was me.
0: Right, I dropped that bomb. Yeah, I that ending trigger.
1: the lives of hundreds sure. of thousands of people. Sure. Um, that's
0: why people say guns don't kill people, people kill people. But if people have the guns, then yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's still the gun.
1: Um, and also, oh, uh, so we're at the point where I can ask you this other question. Did you see the straws? reveal and swerve coming at any point
0: no not in the way that it happened
1: good no. I'm, I'm glad i was worried that was going to no. get like the level in which it goes there and how much it's able to not beat you over the head with it still kind of like gives you like reverse breadcrumbs as to like how we got there but it's all stuff we've kind of seen before um it's just so good like the isotope really- stuff and how he's leading this page along the whole time. Really,
0: really, really well and done. And you just it is Alden Alden Endor.
1: Shout out to Alden Eldenreich, man. He, I literally who had that right he? here. Alden Eldenreich.
0: But who else? He's
1: not Taryn Edgerton. He's not, I'm oh. not- I'm not even remember the other fucking kid's name. Ensel Elgort? Uh, Miles Teller.
0: In, why weren't they all in this? Who's
1: the other, who's the other fucking dick? Who's the Ready Player One dickhead? Who's that dickhead name? What's it? Uh, Ty Sheridan. Oh, God.
0: Fuck that Um man. No,
1: Elden, El, Alvin Eldenreich. Of course, the hardest one to say is my favorite of them all. He's great in this movie. He
0: he was he was uh, Han Solo, right? Yeah. yeah. He,
1: he keeps up with Downey in this, let me tell you. He does. Um, he does
0: a good job in this movie. I was very happy.
1: It is... While I am so happy that we have, you know... Probably, it's a debate. The greatest movie superhero portrayal in our our lifetime in our history.
0: Of of In the books,
1: yes. It is a damn shame that we have missed out on this Robert Downey Jr. for twenty years. Villain
0: Robert Downey. I don't even
1: care the end up being a villain. Like yeah, I mean he does a great. He is just this
0: cuz he's so charismatic. He can't turn that off. And that's no. one of the things that made him such a good Iron Man. And that's what well, That's reason what we were sad
1: his. for 20 years we didn't have him as a regular actor because right. he was a fucking I
0: know, but he but, drug but, addict. I get it, but like he's just so good and he brings that to this role. Like he's just being He
1: is blistering in every waking a- amazing. moment.
0: Amazing. And then he's just he Im- Embarrassed me and like his reveal. Oh, it's so good. Oh my God. I remember
1: sitting in the theater and just like, fuck. It was so
0: good. It was really, really good. It was so
1: good. It is. I think we're at the point where we can start. I mean, we have more to talk about from the actual movie itself, but.
0: It's hard to pick.
1: The MVP race. It's also hard to pick, like, so. The best supporting actor race this year, I think, might be one of the greatest races I've ever seen. Who, who is it? So, well, we don't know officially, but the people are in the mix, obviously. Downey is one of the frontrunners. Gosling and Barbie is one of the frontrunners. Mm-hmm. I love Charles Melton in May, December. I thought he fucking crushed it.
0: Fucking, all right. All, uh, I, I'm gonna all watching, right. I'm going to be watching. Reggie. I'm
1: going to be watching Killers of the Flower Moon soon, but everyone says De Niro gives one of his best performances in decades. I
0: mean,
1: uh, got to. I've heard great things about Sterling K. Brown in American fiction, which I'm excited for. There's a fifth. There's really a fifth frontrunner that I'm forgetting. We can't
0: all be frontrunners. Well, no, really that's five? the thing. Like, are no, there only well, really five?
1: There are only going to be five nominees. Um I just want to see who the uh, frontrunners. When are. are they
0: announcing it?
1: In like two weeks. Well, we'll know a good, a good idea tomorrow with the Golden Globes from when we're recording this. Oh, Ruffalo and Defoe in Poor Things are the other ones that are that are up there. Um, Oh, and Dominic Susser from the Holdovers as well, in his first fucking acting performance. The kid. Yeah, he was pretty he's good. He's fucking fantastic. I mean, I would say he's beyond those those people, like those six that we mentioned that I've seen. But yeah. um uh but watching it this time, I was ready to be like, it's Robert Downey Jr. Killian Murphy is he so does
0: such a great fucking job.
1: Spectable. Spectacular In this, he
0: does a great job. He
1: has to be cocky and guilty and
0: cool
1: and calm and nuanced and brilliant. He does it all. And scared. Like, it is really a tour de force performance how he's able to bring
0: this all of those,
1: big name and character to life. And
0: most of them just with his facial expressions and his reactions. Mm-hmm. And also, this guy was also like, this guy's not necessarily a great guy, right? This guy's a like borderline communist. Mm-hmm. He's a womanizer. Mm-hmm. He's-
1: Which I love, I love like, like with 20 minutes left in the movie, they throw out that this whole time he had another affair. Another affair.
0: affair. <laughs> the whole time. It's
1: like, uh I actually got a big laugh in the in, in the theater. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I laughed at it too. Like, no, no, no. But you he didn't laugh. find out. Like, yeah, he
1: didn't find out. He never knew. It. Yeah, like,
0: never knew.
1: Which is ridiculous. I, it's it's so hard to pick. I also want to give a special shout out here. I think if I... So let me ask you this. Who... Let's round out who you're... T- obviously, Killian Murphy and RDJ are one and two on the top five. If you had to give a top five MVP, who would you be your three, I mean, four, I five? think
0: I think that Emily Blunt did a great job. I think she's in my the five. With that, that Kitty had, the delivery just...
1: I think, I think she'd be point. my number
0: five. On point. On point. I liked...
1: It does get a little too melodramatic for me in parts, especially like early on when she's, she's like drunk. drunk and the baby and I mean, stuff. She's, yeah. well,
0: but, but here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. What year was this taking place? The
1: early 40s. Right. Sure.
0: So, different time, I get it. Completely different time. Yep. And I've got to be honest, that's how it was for me. Mm-hmm. That's what I went through. Yep. I wanted a drink, and I wanted to give someone else that baby mm-hmm. for a little bit, right?
1: And you did one of those things. I sure did. a <laughs> different case you medically had to.
0: But but you know it's just like She does she, I get it. And and it, yeah, I thought she did a, a fantastic job. She makes
1: up for it for dropping her dick later on in the movie. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. I think Matt Damon did a great job in the movie. Oh, fuck He did such a great job. I might have to
1: bump Emily Blunt. He was he Damon. just had
0: such a great repertoire with with Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. And it was just it just worked so well. Um I thought Josh Hartnett also did. I mean, for, for Josh Hartnett being. For Josh Hartnett. For Josh Hartnett being out of acting for like 50 years. He's
1: on my LVP list. He's not gonna be my vote. I just felt like he was a little outclassed in every scene they was in based I mean, on the actors. Chris he hasn't he
0: acted for like 50 years. He's not even want? 50. I,
1: I don't think he was bad. He the just last stood movie out he did me. was
0: Pearl Harbor. What do you want? God this is a completely. So someone different. please
1: rescue Josh Hartnett from the 40s. <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't put him on my top five. I think my five would be. Obviously Killian and RDJ we haven't settled on a one-two. I, I think Damon would be my four. I'm gonna put Krumholtz at five. Cool. I think my three Krum-Holtz is gonna be is I think my three is gonna be Jason Clark. He does an amazing job as Roger Robb. Like you fucking, I fucking hate this hate I hate that, that guy. But he punch. is he keeps up with everybody else in this movie while just being stuck in that fucking room. And just going ham.
0: I like and that. And every single, yeah. he. I like that. I
1: have to give him a special shout out because no one's talking about him in this movie.
0: But he did And great. he does fantastic in it. Absolutely. Um,
1: so, we still have a little bit more of the movie talk about. Let's go ahead and give this award out so we can finish the movie talk. Who are we going with? Are we going with Killian or are we going with RDJ? I don't
0: know.
1: It pains me. But I, I think it's Killian Murphy. I really think. Yeah. As good as Downey, I think the difference boils down to as fantastic as Downey is, and he is. I think he's fantastic because you're like, oh fuck, I've missed Robert Downey Jr. showing us that he can do stuff like this. Yeah. And but- that's that's part of the experience. And I think and I think the movie doesn't work, obviously, as well. If you don't have the right person in being either one ce- of those, in races. either one, but being your central
0: figure, absolutely, absolutely, I, I think it has to be has, to, and be. has and to
1: be, I, I think the best actor race is not as competitive as best supporting actor this year. I think obviously he is if he doesn't get a nomination to be an absolute travesty. He, he's one of the people that are that are um, kind of there, just as I think Giamatti would be either one of them. I'd be totally fine with, but. uh... If it's not one of the two of them, like I haven't seen Killers Yet, so I don't know about DiCaprio. Don't get me started on fucking Bradley Cooper. Uh Afron, no. Uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot to consider there. Killian Murphy fucking deserves it for this. Uh just wrapping up the rest of the movie, we already kinda of talked about the Remy Malik
0: mm-hmm. scene.
1: Um, this little fuck imp the whole time all of a sudden becomes oh, the the all of a hero. Sudden. Um, I I, wrote, I forgot I wrote this down. I forgot it happened until I saw it. When that happened in the theater, and like he like kind of peels back straws his whole plan uh-huh. and see it, I fucking snapped in the
0: theater. Fuck yeah! I was like, fucking let's go, let's do fucking it, fucking get it,
1: Oppie. Um, and again, it brings the, a whole new light of politics versus science because that's what they're talking about, like the scientists the facts, the truth, science, proof kind of came together as yeah. much as they could and supported their person, their figure, the truth versus what the politics were trying to put into place as that's, to that's what the narrative it. and what the story was. Oh. So that's, you know, and that intersposed interspersed with Downey's amazing rant.
0: Oh my gosh. Post
1: Hill's... Uh, speech and then um, you know the heightening of the interrogation God. yeah so I hope can not like the last 45 minutes of the movie drives me nuts um, also <laughs> another one of the funny like online discourses about this movie was man I know this movie is setting up the uh, the American history multiverse uh, uh, the American history uh, cinematic Universe with the unnecessary JFK oh <laughs> name <my> drop. Oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> I know. It's like who, who was the who? But that's pro- who but was that was center? true.
1: Oh no, it was it was true. But like it it's a it, it, um, it's not necessary to tell the story, but it is a funny thing to Nolan's good about finding those Easter eggs or those things that are going to perk people's ears up in the seats that maybe after two hours and forty five minutes are starting to droop a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Um, And yeah, like I said earlier, the last five minutes of this movie I think might be my favorite in a movie of all time. Because you have um, everything crescendoing of Straw's not getting the nomination, that JFK moment, and Oppenheimer getting his security clearance taken away and kind of having to figure out how to live with it. And then you finally see what you've been wanting for the whole time of the movie, what the conversation with Einstein was. And not even the final moment, but I... Absolutely adore Einstein's whole speech. There, oh, it man. gives me goosebumps just even this thinking fucking, about it. Of,
0: fucking Einstein was so fucking smart, bro. <laughs> like, wow, what a groundbreaking statement. What the Amanda. fuck, but like all these people, I can't even imagine what goes on in their brains. Like, I look at Jillian sometimes. And I'm like, what the fuck goes in her brain? Because she, she
1: her daughter to Einstein. Be careful.
0: No, but uh, for real, like. There are some people who are just wired differently, right? And I think that these people who are such pioneers in their fields are, mm-hmm. are like that. And I'm just like, he's just fucking, he just he's just trying to feed some ducks by the lake, go for a walk in the woods, fucking Oppenheimer coming over here bothering him, looking at calculation. He doesn't like math. No. He failed school. He flunked out. Um, But he just does such a great job.
1: The quote, "Now it's your turn to deal with the consequences of your achievement."
0: Yeah, oh, is beautiful.
1: Fucking beautiful. one of the best quotes. I didn't I've fucking ever get that tattooed on me, man. Fucking hurt. Yeah, I, I, I thought it's, it's on the list. Fucking
0: Einstein, baby.
1: Uh, that and I believe we did. I
0: love Jewish people. <laughs> and but I love also the, Jews. the fact that like my people.
1: In the context of the movie, Einstein, what, probably 10, 15 years prior, mm-hmm. lays out exactly what's going to happen to him. And then you get to see it happen Oppenheimer, oh. an old man, awkward and still kind of alone, getting a medal and getting a dinner yeah. presented to him. And all these people, like Einstein says, they're, okay. they're doing it for themselves, they're not doing it for you.
0: I mean, Making that it was feel just
1: peace with it, and and Kitty oh. getting one last dope ass moment, not shaking Teller's hand,
0: uh,
1: is is fucking great. And
0: apparently, he cried after that. I want to do that. I want to make a grown man cry because I don't want to shake their hand. Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck. Let's invite some people to the Rumble this year.
1: <laughs> I want. I,
0: I have five things of meeting. I have seven.
1: We'll share them all fair. Uh, <laughs> But that that scene uh, to him I mean, walking away and then and then it's just beautiful. I, I, I can say do in the face, but just remember when I said that came to you. I said well, a chain reaction that could end the entire world.
0: I believe we I did. I
1: believe we did. It's just uh, mm. uh. and another an, an underrated thing I love about this movie also is so it's that the music and then again the vision of him in the plane bombs going off the fire spreading across the world. The look, the rain, blackout, and the credits. Most of these biopics have like the little preamble of like um, Oppenheimer died, and you know whatever with his wife, and you know Teller went on to do this. Like now, fuck that.
0: It's done. We're
1: done. We don't need we don't need to know or care about anything else. You got the fucking story.
0: Uh, it it, it it was a great movie. I mean, I turned to you and I was like, that was great. I um, did the same thing for for holdovers, but.
1: <laughs> well, it's different because you knew we were doing it on the podcast. You, you, we kind of broke our unspoken rule of you know not going deep into you know our thoughts about the movie. No, I forgot about
0: this. I did. Well,
1: as evidenced by your notes. Uh, so we gave Killian Murphy the MVP, RDJ a Solid second. Who is your LVP of the movie? So I already said I had Josh Hart on my list, but he's not my pick. I have three other people. Two of them I feel like are unfair. Just because they don't do a lot and they're just distracting because of who they are, so I, I will oh. leave with you there, but I will let well, you go. The
0: one, the one person who I feel a little bit like unsure of their performance is Dane DeHaan as Nichols.
1: I didn't have him on my list, but I felt like I should. I
0: was like a little unsure because I feel like in the earlier scenes he was just like, I feel anyone could have done it.
1: First sure. of all, he's another person that like if you know movies like The Two of Us kind of do, and even people that. Don't know as much as we do. Sure. Like, oh, it's that guy. Sure, he, he's had a rough like five or ten years, or like he was kind of being positioned as like one of the next guys, and this was in like a bunch of bad movies. Didn't
0: live up to it. Yeah, so it
1: was good to see him in a good movie.
0: Absolutely, but
1: I do kind of agree with. I feel like this movie potentially exposed him to be like, okay, well, he's not that good because he's around all these other fucking people that are a lot better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm fair with him. Would you hear or something?
0: I thought I did. Oh, no. The uh, I'm
1: fair with him being a, a consideration, but I have a couple. Yeah, I was, cool. I was
0: just like, uh, I don't know. Sure, I mean, that looks fair. Do but it an... also could be just the character of Nichols being a
1: dick Yeah, paw. I think that might be more so what it is.
0: Um, um,
1: but if you don't agree with these three that I have, maybe we could go there. Okay. Um, so the two that I was mentioning that I think hardly do anything, but it kind of contextualizes, like, okay, well, why'd you get this person? Jack Quaid. <laughs>
0: Nah, man. He has, like, two or
1: three lines, but okay. he also has some really, really odd, like, overacting body language and, like, facial expression. So, like, when he's in the car before the test, like, he does this really deliberate, like, head turn and then back. Same thing when they're giving him the pitch about, uh, like, joining the team. Yeah. It's a little just overacting to me. Like, he's trying to come up to where everyone else's level is. Also, the bongo thing just drives me nuts.
0: But that, that was how that guy was. Sure. Uh, but j- nah, man, leave it. Okay, that's fine. Leave Jack Quaid a uh,
1: Josh Peck is another one, because <laughs> Josh Peck also. Um, I was just be touching the remote. Uh, oh my god, Josh I Peck, thought there was gonna
0: be like a crime baby on this recording no. or something.
1: Josh Peck, uh, I forget what his line is earlier on, but he has like a really exaggerated like line where he's like oh, this, and then he doesn't do anything else except he's the guy that hits the button. But it takes you out of the moment and like. That's fucking the guy from Drake and Josh. (laughs) He's about to fucking launch the first atomic bomb in the history of the world. Uh, So it's distracting and then like, okay, maybe we get a faceless person.
0: For that. For
1: that. Like, like, why couldn't that have been, I don't know, uh, uh, Billy McGillifuck or something, you know? Right, right, Uh, right. So he's another one. The only one I'm torn on this one, because this is the second or third thing I've seen him in, and I don't know if he's a good actor or not. And he's so prevalent in this, and he's also having to do the accent, is Benny Safdie as Teller. I I I don't know where like the characterization ends and the performance begins. And it's just he's so important to the movie. I also might just be his face. Yeah, I just want to punch him in the <laughs> face. Because he has, he has the most caricature... The most, he's a caricature from the neck up. Yeah. Um, and we're also recording this, I think, a day or two after the Safty brothers announced that they're splitting up which I don't know if a thing brothers could do. <laughs> they're not what do you mean, be, like,
0: they're splitting up, like, they're getting a divorce?
1: Well, uh, they're not going to be making, like, movies together anymore. The, I think uh, the other Safty brother is going to be focusing on potentially still directing and, and producing, and Benny wants to focus on his acting career. And I think it also might be one, like... Are you sure about that? Yeah,
0: yeah, go back was, to producing. He
1: was probably my least favorite part of Licorice Pizza as well. Um, and I know he, I think he's also on The Curse. which so I'm getting ready to he watch. He created it. He co-created it with Nathan Fielder.
0: And wrote it.
1: I, I don't know, just some wrote,
0: of it. He wrote Uncut Gems, which you're not.
1: Well, that's just there. that's those guys' style of movie making. of the, That very, like, loud, noisy, Robert Altman, you know, you know, stressful type fucking thing. It's like. The reason why I didn't necessarily like the pilot of the bear is like, can, let's auger this in a little bit so it doesn't give me flashbacks to these actual moments in my life. Um, but in terms of the actor, like I don't, I don't know. So I was hoping that you could kind of help me rectify that.
0: No, you on your own, bud.
1: Well, do any of those three top Dane to hand for you? Say them again. So you already you already said no to Jack Quaid. That's fine. Also had Josh Hartnett, which I agree. It's not Josh Hartnett. Um, Josh Peck. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I, I think we just make it Josh Peck. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think that's I, it he does so little. <laughs> but again, if he does so little, then why is he there? Yeah, there's no value in getting him if what he does say is going to be a little uh, a little over the top. And then he's going to distract me during the most important scene in the movie. So um, I think that adds him to our MVP LVP list. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's the MVP for the whackness. Where is my ah? I've so some... oh my poop reports.
0: You got too much poop going on I have over so there. Too much
1: poop over here.
0: Too much poop. Uh, too many poops. Too many poops.
1: Uh, let me look at my list real quick. I also forgot to mention. Um, Two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, that was a third MVP for Gene Wilder for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. He had had two. He had obviously, this year, he got one for Young. Uh, 2023, he got one for Young Frankenstein. We also named him the MVP of, I think it was Bonnie and Clyde. So shout out to Gene Wilder for my three time MVP. Josh Peck is. Yep, Josh Peck is now on the both MVP and LVP list. Um. Just as Vin Diesel is now. If I didn't mention that last week. And then Killian Murphy, this would be his first MVP. Uh, Downey is a one time MVP, so he would have been added to the list, but not yet. Um what else on Oppenheimer? Nothing. <laughs> You're so over it. You don't even like the movie anymore. <laughs> I
0: fucking hate that movie.
1: It's I I'm not one of those people. Yes, you are. No, no, I can be if it's egregious with awards. Like, I'm glad I didn't follow it in 1998 when fucking Shakespeare and Love beat Saving Private Ryan. Like, that's a fucking travesty. You know what I mean? Um, Like, had Parasite lost to fucking Joker, I would have probably, like, you know, burned, you know. Yourself. I would have burned every Todd Phillips movie in the house, which Uh. is the hangover movie. Um, and, it's, and this has been an excellent year for movies it really has um, and there are five or six eight, maybe Be like yeah fuck yeah but like if this doesn't like fucking bring it home what the fuck are we doing here right. like I, I, I don't think there is a movie that will be better this decade if Roper's saying this is the best movie of the century which is I, I mean is he going just that that's basically all of movies. <laughs> like movies have been around hundred right, years. Right,
0: right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know
1: that. You know if he's just talking about like the hundred years we're currently starting in, like the twenty first century. Okay. You know obviously yes, but if he's talking about from tw- nineteen twenty three to twenty twenty three, well God bless you. I'm still kind of right there. So, um, and I'm excited for whatever else. I don't think no one's you know announced his next project. I mean, it
0: takes him so long to to kind of really. get it done. You think *Her came out in twenty twenty?
1: So we did this in three years. Take which is a long another...
0: time, though.
1: Uh, I hate the narrative I'm building on this podcast now, but allow me to quickly also give another fuck you to Bradley Cooper for his Oscar camp. As soon as he's able to go out and fucking talk about his movie and campaign again, uh, kind of throwing shots at the process of. Uh, oh, Killian Murphy just kind of was able to jump into this in six months without even saying his name specifically and talking about biopics and movies at a certain scale and him saying that he practiced being Leonard Bernstein conducting something for five years. Yeah, well, guess what? Killian Murphy was 900 times better than you in this movie. So eat, okay. a, eat your fucking dick. Um, but yeah, but I'm, I mean, there's some filmmakers that I will be there for no matter what it is. Nolan, Peel... Tarantino Fincher I mean it might be controversial but I think for me em- Emerald Fennell is there Greta, um, Dan- Greta Gerwig's there An- for P- me Greta Gerwig is there for me now Alexander Payne is right there for me now um, I think the Daniels are going to be there after everything everyone at once we still have to see Swiss Army Man uh, obviously Jeff Tremaine for the Jackass movies god uh, damn it fucking <laughs> So yeah, uh, Ryan Coogler would be another one. Um, there, there's a good crop. But Nolan's uh, Nolan is yeah
0: Ryan Coogler. Nolan, and his good friend Joel Taylor.
1: Nolan is our Spielberg. Yeah, he's our he is our era Spielberg, and I'm totally fine. But he's like an intellectual Spielberg.
0: Spielberg's intellectual. He is
1: too, but Spielberg Spielberg's number one thought is storytelling. Right. To reach every person. Nolan is able to do that while being a very cerebral storyteller and tackling things that normally should be focused on in smaller independent projects. He's able to bring scale and gravitas to it that...
0: But don't, don't say that he does that and Spielberg doesn't.
1: Spielberg does it in a much more traditional Hollywood way. Yeah, okay. I'm not trying to defame Steven Spielberg. the greatest living filmmaker we have. Scorsese is another one I forgot to mention. And, you know, I'll always. Yeah, yeah, you will
0: always be there for him, like that four-hour Irishman movie. Well, I,
1: and this week I'm going to be watching a three-and-a-half-hour Killers of the Flower Moon. So, watch well, some probably
0: movies. He's,
1: he's old. Tell him be. He doesn't have a lot of time
0: left. He's like, you know. He just wants to tell his stories.
1: Uh, and he's got a great. He's got one of the best editors in the game, Thelma Schoonmaker. Uh, score it.
0: What do you What are you giving it? Uh, i know you're giving it a ten. <laughs> I'm giving
1: it a no, yeah, it's a ten. It's a ten.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was great. It was fantastic. Um, I don't know if I like it quite as much as you, but can't deny the the greatness of it. I think I'm also gonna be giving it a ten. Woo!
1: Yay! I got gotcha. you.
0: No, you gotta get an Oppenheimer pin.
1: I uh, we have a couple upstairs. Oh, I think I have the Barbenheimer pin, so I'd have to get a specific Oppenheimer pin, which is fine. I'll happily get one. Um, I mean,
0: did I get one for
1: Christmas? I might have bought one for myself just anticipating you liking it so much that it was a 10. So, we're starting the year.
0: Can't Wait. believe that you didn't give Barbie a 10, though.
1: It's that Wolf Ferrell stuff. And, again, I don't know if it necessarily makes a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for Mullet.
1: <laughs> Look, had she let Ken in, it would have been... I'm, gonna, I'm
0: falling asleep too. I know you are. I was going to play up. games
1: with you. Oh, it's midnight. Good Lord.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh... I'm talking about Oppenheimer. I was going to actually try to see how long we could go, if I could try to equal the movie, but no, that would be insane. That would just be me reading the script. Uh, which I have, thank room. you. I'm very excited to read it. An interesting thing, I'm glad you mentioned that, an interesting thing about the script, did you know this? No. Uh, and the reason why, I, I hate that it's not one of the frontrunners for Best Adapted Screenplay. Nolan did something crazy. He wrote it in first person as Oppenheimer.
0: That's crazy. And that's
1: why I'm excited to read it, because... Yeah, that's just really, really cool. Like, he, he says, like, I'm... I think at one point, like, when he f- is with Gene, he's like, I'm fucking Gene Tatlock. <laughs> that's why it's just fascinating. I'm gonna start reading it tonight. Um,
0: I bet. <clears throat> ah, what a lady. Don't make noises <laughs> like that.
1: Starting the year of the ten. I think this is the second straight year we've started the year of the ten, because last year we did everything everywhere all at once for our first movie. No, that so that was our
0: second movie that we watched.
1: Oh, right, we did 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Gross.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh, yeah, the list right here. Uh... Wonderful. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Married Movies. Happy birthday to me. This is one of four birthdays oh, yeah. I get this year. Oh, happy birthday. Well, I get four birthdays because then your folks are coming. Fuck you. For,
0: uh... That means you should have four ages added, so you'd actually be 40 by the end of this.
1: Fuck you. Uh, Facebook.com slash Married Movies at MarriedWMovies on Twitter. MarriedMovies at gmail.com. Let's for the show. Of course, uh, you can find us at along with the other podcasts and our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe. wherever you get your podcast, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. I was able to get the two episodes of Pod Swoggle that are airing in January. Shout out to us if you like wrestling. Um,
0: and if you don't...
1: If you don't, well, okay, then, uh, don't worry about it. But um, those are edited and done, which means the next things I have to put together are the Neil Breen's. I'm going to try to work on those uh, throughout Perfect. the month. Try to get those on the Patreon as soon as I can. No people are waiting with bated breath. Um... <gasps> For me, you can find me at your yourhostmote38 on Instagram. For you.
0: At Jam with your Sam.
1: And I mentioned uh, earlier, Potswaggle Royal Rumble Saturday. It is Saturday, January 27th. We're on 3 p.m. Eastern. If you go to twitch.tv slash Potswaggle, myself and Sam and our daughter Jillian will be playing WWE 2K23, a Royal Rumble game, while we are doing the Royal Rumble drinking game with our friends in the room. Jillian is not drinking, obviously. Um, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. We did a test tonight. That was a very, very big success, I would say. And if you like us and want to hear us be funny, you should check that out. I was
0: going to say, you should listen to a different podcast. Uh,
1: you should listen to Jillian uh, literally uh, doing her demo tape at the age of seven for being a future commentator. Because she's actually quite good. She called a move tonight. I, she had no idea what it was. And it boggled my mind.
0: You, you died.
1: Oh, it, it broke me 100%.
0: Look, that's the influence you've got, babe.
1: Consequences of my achievement.
0: For a Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch it next time on our couch.
1: Flash the movie. I'm the first person to use an Oppenheimer quote about a hardcore Holly move.
0: But not the last. I
1: mean, he, at some point, he's so stiff, he could become death, the eater of worlds. Oh, no, the destroyer of worlds. Eater versus worlds is Bray Wyatt. Oh, my, my worlds are fusing together. It's the multiverse. Or they're fizzing together. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>